Back in the saddle. You can't keep saying back in the saddle because it's becoming every episode that we say back in the saddle. That's sort of our Yo, guys, it's that 2018 edition. Your boys are back after a long hiatus to really just rework the show. Now MTV's producing it, and we're back. (laughs) Does 2018 edition mean this is our only episode in 2018? Like, this is the 2018 edition of One Perfect Tweet? Probably, fam. MTV produced. <laughs> MTV uh, produced. Lingo filled. Totally lit up. Brought to you by Sobe Life Water. <laughs> <laughs> so thirsty, Sobe. I'm so rusty right now that I forgot to pull a tweet of the week. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. At Meg John's Elevator. I was once pet-sitting a salamander, and I asked the owner what its name was, and he said, they have names, but they don't share them with us. <laughs> that salamander tweet brought to you by Sobe Life Water. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect Tweet is a clean workshop, ready for its carpenter. A Perfect Tweet is a single mother, waking up early to make breakfast for her kids. A Perfect Tweet, a babbling brook, a newborn baby deer. Find your legs, baby deer. Find your legs, and find the perfect tweet with one perfect tweet. Hello, Sean, and welcome to One Perfect Tweet, a podcast where we write the perfect tweet. Uh, oh, that look of surprise, uh, it's because I mentioned our listener by name. Awesome. Cool. Hi, Sean. <laughs> I'll take it again. Hi. Hello. No, 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 Radio. <laughs> it all stays in the can. Uh-huh. We write a tweet. That shout out, that shout out, and many to come. We don't edit anything out. Nope. My name is Stephen Shockett. Uh, we, uh... My name is Michael Sullivan. Yeah, I bet you want to retake it now, huh? No, you're not. No, no. It's going no, so poorly. No. Stop it. Stop it. It's My name is Sergio Alexander Baji. I'm the Final 30 year co host. I'd like to thank David Hendry for reading the opening text of our show. If we even still do that anymore, who knows? Follow along yeah, with Perfection knows? at the Twitter handle at OnePerfTweet. That's at the number one P E R F T W double E T. Oh, yeah. Like, rate and subscribe but, the show okay. to people. So. Shake it off. <laughs> Guys, don't actually, don't worry about how the intro went because um, I'm coming in hot. I already have the tweet. Oh, great. So you're going to save us Oh, like... this is a very normal reaction to this as though you did not inform you us of fucking... that before we even started no. recording. <laughs> I, I appreciate really that no Michael bit sort of gave us a, a little bit of an insider knowledge that he's got a tweet <laughs> my... sort of locked and loaded. I told them before the show started that I have the tweet, but I'm not going to tell them the tweet now. I'm going to let them talk about whatever dumb shit they're going to talk about because they always talk about dumb shit. And then I'm going to soup in at the end and I'm going to give the tweet to the people. And here's my very normal, uninformed reaction to that. Huh? (laughs) I'm worried we gave Michael enough time to come up with a plan. And now he's going to approach this podcast with a strategy in mind. That's how long we were off the air, is that I was able to think. It's it's a podcast that you can win now. <laughs> it, let's be honest. It was always a podcast that we were trying to win. <laughs> well, I will say, very briefly, 
I'm back on my New Year's resolution, keeping tabs on Mr. Hawk. He's been snowboarding. He got a new VR game. And I just found out that he drives a Tesla. Because you know he cares about the planet Earth. Wait, so Wait, who is, is this? Is... You, you, you draw. I didn't hear the who. Oh, it's our good, it's our good friend Tony Hawk, friend of the pod. Uh, is the VR game? Is it? Is it him? Or do you get to be Tony Hawk? Do you dare no, to be Tony? No, I've Hawk? just, I've literally just been checking his Instagram story, and I know that he's playing one. I wish I hadn't heard the who. Yeah. Anyway, no, it's a, it's a very casual, sustainable Hawk report. It was a blissful moment where I thought someone in your orbit had purchased a Tesla and had a VR game, and I was like, "Oh, this is cool, someone I'm invested in." And then I realized, no, it was, it was Tony just Hawk. it was just I'm our not. good good friend Tony Hawk. Yeah, yeah, I guess, y'all. Oh, oh, Michael's too good for the Hawk report. <laughs> um, as much as I hate to to change the topic away from the Hawk report. I feel like it's pod worthy to talk about the fact that Sergio, that Alex and I spent the uh, the New Year's oh, holiday yeah. together in a mysterious yeah. cabin in the woods of Virginia. Yeah. Regale, regale me because I actually haven't heard that much about this trip. The main thing that you need to know is um, our friends are amateur versions of Jigsaw the Murderer. <laughs> um, locked, locked. There were six people in this house. Four of us got locked in a room and were told to solve a puzzle. Oh, shit. How did I not tell you about this, Michael? <laughs> How did you? I, we completed I'm similarly a custom, curious. A custom a escape DIY room. DIY escape room. DIY diabolical alcohol-fueled murderous escape room in a, in a house with no Wi-Fi or cell phone service in the mountains of Virginia. And it was awesome. You were in an accidental and very real room from which you had to escape. <laughs> No, there were lockboxes, there were puzzles, there were hidden cards, there... There was, there was one, one teammate who intentionally kept messing up so that he would drink more. <laughs> and that teammate so paid a price later on with his body, he but did. that's fine. <laughs> so this, because, okay, uh, if I'm confused, the listeners at home are confused too. So somebody, like, made puzzles for you guys? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so that's cool. Here, here's here's the scene. We were chilling in this cabin during the day, and then two members of our group uh, just slinked each other away. from across the room and went, uh, "Do you want to do this right now?" And then left and walked up to like one of the bedrooms at the top corner, and we were like, "That's not murderous at all." Um, and so we spent the rest of the day wondering what they were scheming, and it turns out it was just a super fun DIY escape room. That our good good oh friends God. made us. The trick was so that cool. most escape rooms apparently have a time limit that you're trying to beat, but because this one was a sort of a homebrew situation, they didn't really know how long it was going to last. So instead, they hid penalty cards around the room, and if you found them, you had to roll a die, and then the team had to split that many shots. So mm. we just were completely housed. But within, I don't know, an hour and a half, we got out of the room. So what you're telling me is they actually invented a new genre of escape room where you're actually disincentivized from looking for things. You you yeah. can be punished for being too inquisitive, which is kind of the antithesis of what the whole experience is usually about. 
it's it's more of like an Icarus situation where you're so excited to solve the puzzles that you fly a little too close to the sun and then get doused in whiskey. Exactly. So. And there's some strategy <laughs> involved because if you start finding pieces to a kid's puzzle, let's say, uh, like a four-piece by six-piece kid's puzzle of two pigs riding a spaceship into the moon, and you think, I'll save this for later, this is an easy one. What you don't realize is you're going to be several sips of alcohol in at that point and you're going to have a little bit of trouble putting that puzzle together and it's going to take you (laughs) flipping that puzzle over once it's assembled even longer to flip the completed puzzle over (laughs) to reveal the clue that that was sharpied onto the back of it that took me i would say a 24 piece puzzle we're talking about it took close to 30 to 45 minutes to do this puzzle it was which awesome. should take an adult male 30 to 45 seconds. To <laughs> it was complete, awesome. I cannot stress to you enough how fun this was. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, now I'm just jealous. That sounds awesome. Uh, Sergio, well, Sergio here's, totally played down how good your New Year's was if this was part of it. Jeez. Well, here's here's the twist, Michael, because <laughs> now, I've, now that we've lulled you into a false sense of fun, here's the real kicker. There was a wasp in that room. <laughs> Live wasp that you could discover at any moment 14 hours before the escape room started i was sleeping in that room (laughs) i was resting i felt great the the morning sun was cresting through the window seal which i was right under i raised my hand to look up to make (laughs) eye contact eye to eye six inches from my face was a live wasp (laughs) <laughs> to which I told uh, the person who was sleeping in the other small twin bed across the room, there's a wasp, to which that person, whose name I will not mention, just went, oh, okay, and then went back to sleep. And I was like, dude, what the hell? Was it Steven? No. No, oh. it was Carson. Because <laughs> that seems like a Steven reaction. <laughs> it, was one of, it was one of the good, good friends that made the escape room later that night. So oh, I spent okay. the entire time drinking during the escape rooms, solving puzzles in the front of my head, I was like, oh man, I hope there is a puzzle in this in this drawer I'm about to pull up. <laughs> and, and then not in the back a wasp. of my head, I was like, man, I really hope there's not a wasp in this drawer I'm about to fall out. <laughs> it adds... And here's the worst part. Nobody else was taking the wasp situation seriously. <laughs> we hadn't seen the wasp. So it wasn't like real to us, you know? It was real to Alex. He had seen it. Oh... <laughs> So real. So very real. <laughs> just v- various times throughout the day, I would just, in the middle of frivolity and and celebration of the new year, I'd just go, hey, does anyone want to deal with the wasp situation upstairs? <laughs> and nobody wanted to deal with the wasp situation upstairs. Yeah, man, who wants a wasp on a vacation? You're not, nobody's going to want to jump into that fright quote-unquote, deal with the wasp situation, you have to market it, Alex. You have to be like, this is part of the escape room. We're going to kill a bug. The other thing that I'll say about our New Year's experience was it was the the second time within five days that I listened to the director's commentary of Ocean's Eleven, and it holds up. You can listen to that two times in a row, and in fact, I do recommend it because you'll catch stuff the second time. What happened was, same diabolical friend who both ignored the wasp and created co-created the escape room um, turned us on to the fact that there's a version of the Ocean's Eleven commentary that's just Matt Damon, Brad Pitt, Andy, Andy Garcia. Garcia. I think it might just be the three of them. 
but we downloaded it as an audio file because we knew we had a lot of driving to do between DC and this mountain house in Raleigh. Listened to it as we were driving. Then once we got to the mountain house, went ahead and popped in the DVD because there was no Wi-Fi or streaming. Luckily, we were locked and loaded with the Ocean's Eleven DVD. It was, it was literally our only source of media. <laughs> and uh, just had ourselves a good old time. Highly recommend. You know what's really not an interesting thing to add to uh, a movie? The commentary of three actors who basically just showed up to set, got treated (laughs) like princes, and then went home at the end of each day. Every 10 minutes or so in this commentary track. They they don't actually have a very interesting perspective on the whole thing. There's a lull, and they're like, huh, I guess we just like watching this movie too, huh? Yeah, it's a good scene. There there were a (laughs) lot... There were a lot of story. There were a lot of stories where one of them would just go, "That was my second day on set." Oh yeah. Huh. Oh, that was Brad's third. That was Brad's third day on set. <laughs> it's the second thing we shot together. Actually, Nothing right could give you less yeah. information about a film than these three actors talking about how they enjoyed being on set, just in general. So watching, so listening to just the audio version of it is actually just as valuable provides just as much for you as watching it with it's like it's probably more value be- valuable because they're not speaking over what's actually a very <laughs> enjoyable movie <laughs> imagine sitting in a room and then in a different room nearby andy garcia brad pitt and matt damon are having a discussion but you're not sure what really they're talking about but you can kind of hear the tone and quality of their voices that's what it's like this is this is some really like uh, post-structuralist uh, <laughs> audio content. You could create an entire podcast of celebrities reacting to things that you never get to see, and it'll become it'll become like a uh, a sense deprivation chamber where, <laughs> as you just listen more and more to the actors of Ocean's Eleven tell you about Ocean's Eleven, you start to hallucinate Ocean's Eleven, <gasps> the casinos. <laughs> I'm not much one for plugging other podcasts, but there was a recent episode of Reply All where um, the two co-hosts had a competition for who could create the most compelling audio file. Huh. So that if it cold called somebody, like who would stay on the line the longest? And I feel like, I think an out of context conversation with the three of them would actually keep someone on the line for quite a minute. Just because they'd be like, hello, I'm Matt Damon. I'm Brad Pitt. And I'm Andy Garcia. And you'd be like, ooh, these three, I like them. (laughs) I, th- I feel like you have to start somewhere in the middle, though, because if you just hear three people, then it's like, oh, this is a robocall. These three people introducing themselves are going to sell me something. But if it's, oh, this is my fourth day on set. I remember having uh, buffalo wings for lunch that day. You're like, why is Brad Pitt telling me that he had buffalo wings the fourth day on set somewhere? I'm intrigued. Michael, I, I don't want to force you to talk about what you've already teased and clearly want to talk about. But I need you to know that when I... When anybody asks me about this podcast, their immediate follow-up question is, what's new with Michael's parents? People want to know what your dad is up to. Why my parents? They love your dad. Oh, oh, because... (laughs) A lot. Seymour Sullivan? Because of his flooring passion? passion Yeah, and I'm wondering, it doesn't Um, need to be a full-on Seymour report, but I'm hoping for just like a quick nugget or two on what he's been up to. Um, Keeping our sights on Seymour. <laughs> he was actually, he was by the place earlier today while Alex and I were at Just work. Just checking the floors out. Um, and he, 
No, he he reset the garbage disposal because Alex done gone done and broke. Nice, real nice. Uh, I wasn't here when it broke, so. Oh yeah, that's how those things happen. <laughs> I mean, it broke and I wasn't here, so. Unless it was the dog, I don't think the dog, his little paws can't reach the garbage disposal switch. Yeah, but what if? Anyway, right? <laughs> <laughs> what if those wacky dogs could? Really oh, get man, stuff in there. Zany animals. No, I don't. I don't know. Uh, what's a What's a dad update? Um, I mean, if there if there's no news, that's good news. There's really no news. We had a nice holiday. We all went to Dallas. At literally everyone in my extended family while we were in Dallas got the flu, except for me. Wow, that's suspicious. Did Seymour get the flu? Uh, which is cool. All right, let me fix. Uh, you know what? You can only wash out bad bit with good, and now I'm ready to drop my knowledge. Are oh you ready? boy, here we go. We teased it at the beginning of the show. <laughs> the barn burner. I hope you got your okay, pre-sale so ticket. So as mentioned, <laughs> as mentioned, this is our first show since like the holidays happened, and um, and I realized that you know, good. Uh, a good present to give family members and friends are subscription boxes. But how do you pick? There's so many these days. There's BarkBox for the doggies. There's Harry's for the Razor files. There's, Did you rehearse this? Shut up. There's uh, Loot Crate for the geeks in your life. But how do you choose so many different boxes? Here we come, Box Box. <laughs> it's a box that curates your curated boxes. <laughs> Why why was there so much build up for this? <laughs> no, 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 no. Listen, 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 listen. What are Box you the music man? It, it picks it picks which curated so one month you get something for your dogs and then the next month you get coffee delivered to your door and then the next month you get uh the latest in fashion and then it's Box Box. <laughs> Thank you, money. Money please. <laughs> Very good idea. Okay, let, let me break down Very the logistics. Here. It's actually, you know what? It wouldn't even be that hard to do because imagine it. So so I get, so me personally, I get subscriptions to every service. BarkBox, Loot Crate, all the aforementioned ones. They all come to me, right? I just ship out different ones to different people and just kind of <laughs> shuffle it around each month so everybody's getting different. <laughs> like, this is doable. This is actually a really easy idea. So just like... I'll, I'll like one month I send Alex the Harry's and I send Steven the loot crate. And then the next month I send Steven the Harry's and Alex the uh, fucking trunk club. Or, you know, like I just kind of mix it up, mix and match it up. I, out of my own condo, can right now do this business box box <laughs> invest now money, please. You know it's a say, really good idea. Uh... It's a re- no, shut up. It's a really good idea. <laughs> It's super fucking good. <laughs> We're watching box box. The, the two month, <laughs> just a two month piece of <laughs> string unravel from the sweater. What? You know, they say that the worst Bond gadgets are the ones that are uh, reverse engineered from the problem that James Bond has to escape. Turns out it's the same with jokes. <laughs> <laughs> I have both of you in hysterics right now you cannot tell me that this is a bad bit this is a fucking barn burner this is a box burner box box you're you're just in like scaramucci right now so i sign up for box box 
I don't know what I'm going to get. I'm s- and I'm so glad you've done it. I'm so glad you've signed up. Thank you for being my first customer. I'm paying. Box box. Let's say. <laughs> Here's the problem, Steven. If you're the only subscriber, you're just paying <laughs> what all the boxes. If he's the only subscriber, I am really fucked. Like, that's a <laughs> you, lot of. You have to have at least, like, six subscribers to start. So I think I need at least 12 so that you don't get two of the same box in a year. It's like Blue Apron, but instead of for recipes, it's for boxes. Okay, I think I can, I think I can take this to the next level. We take the concept of box box, right? What I'm worried about is I don't know what I'm going to get. I don't have a dog at the moment. Mm-hmm. What if I'm taking the month off from drinking, you send me a bottle of wine... I'm I'm going to drink it. I'm going to break that that commitment I made to myself. So, here's what we do. You collect all the boxes just like you already do, right? And then instead of sending me a random one, you show me pictures of which boxes you got and I tell you which box I want. And then but then what if multiple people well, want the same box? Well, first one to claim it gets it, and then you just put out of stock. And what we've created here is Amazon.com, the website. Mm. It's a big box. Wait. <laughs> Wait, Steven. I think I have a solution to your problem with this concept. And Michael, if, if you'll allow me. So Michael, we've agreed Michael needs at least 12 people to get this idea going. And you might get some boxes that don't cater to your, uh, right. your concepts. So you need to bring 12 people in that you could throw the boxes that you don't like. Oh, my God, we just created a pyramid scheme. <laughs> boxy scheme. <laughs> boxy scheme. A boxy scheme. It's not a pyramid. It's a box. <laughs> it's, a, it's a pyramid of boxes. It's a box with four corners. Michael ends up with all the boxes at the end. <laughs> <laughs> Michael was right. This is a good idea. Thank you. All right, I got a new one. What if you sign so up? What's the tweet? <laughs> <laughs> Can the tweet wait? Can the tweet just be box? No, wait. Box? How about this mystery box? No, people will get it. No, let me let me hit you box with mystery box, box really quick though. We take every box currently available average out the price of that right for that average price you get a mystery box just one now you may end up with some did steven some two dollar razors did steven just change the name and did he just like pitch my idea back at me by a different name that's essentially <laughs> what i was saying wasn't it like you just no but it's a, a mystery you don't know what you're gonna get <laughs> no, that is I, the point of Michael's too. Is you just get one of the boxes. Well, I've got some bad news for Box which. Box. Yeah, Mystery exactly. Box does the same thing, but in a more fun way. <laughs> oh no! And just like that, I've won the podcast. <laughs> it's just—it's sort of like how um, when um, wait, okay, real talk <laughs> for a second. Does everybody get like boner pill ads on Facebook these days now? Like constantly. There's two startups that are selling boner pills right now. So, okay, so the patent on, um, on uh, what's it called, Viagra ran out like a month ago. Targeted so, advertising, Michael's revealing what is targeted advertising is. <laughs> I don't have a problem in this department, but what I'm saying is the Viagra patent went, like lapsed like a month ago. And as a result, there are these two startups that are both selling boner pills. One's called... Roman and the other is called Hims. 
And it made me realize that anytime there's a startup, there's an, an there's another startup immediately on its heels that does the exact uh, same thing. Like you got your Blue Apron and then you got HelloFresh. You've got Casper and then you've got, I don't know, Tuft and Needle. You got They're not paying uh, us to say their names. I'm gonna bleep all this shit out. <laughs> That's fine. My only point is it makes sense that as soon as I unleashed Boxbox upon the world, Mystery Steven, Box yeah. Mystery Box would infringe upon my IP. I mean and I will sue you. <laughs> I will fucking spoken like someone who forgot to say TM you. idea is trademarked. You will have nothing when I am done with you. <laughs> nothing. Which which one of you is going to be the one who looks at the other one and says, "If you were the creator of Boxbox, <laughs> you'd be the creator of Boxbox." <laughs> it sounds like Michael's going to say that to me because I didn't create Boxbox. <laughs> Wait, who's going to be the um? Uh, uh, Justin Timberlake character who's like, hey, drop the first box. And then it's just box. <laughs> and then you're immediately so sued by box, the file sharing service. <laughs> <laughs> then I'll be, like, be like, actually, put the box back on. It's much cleaner not to get sued. I'll be like, drop, no, no. drop the O's from each box because... For some reason, vowels aren't cool in startup names. It'll just be books, books. Just be it. <laughs> books, books. Um, I'm actually, I'm, to add the box back on, I'm just going to add a little squared at the end, like a little two. So you'll know it's so box, it's box, a, but it's just a box. shape, a geometric shape. It's a cube, and you know what it is. It's the company formerly <laughs> known as Box Box. <laughs> I'm so I'm so glad my, my startup idea has gone through three rebrands over the course of one Episode. That's how you know it's an idea we've, with legs. We've, it's going to stick around. It's going to stick around. It's a box okay, with so legs. Introducing box box, a box with legs. No, 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 no. It's this. It's this. This is what it is. Need a curated delivery service to help you curate your curated <laughs> delivery services? Box box. <laughs> to subscribe to our monthly box subscription subscription service... Use code BOXBOX. <laughs> Subscribe to a monthly subscription service of monthly subscription services, BOXBOX. We, we, can, we can actually do these. We can do like three or four of these tautological like. <laughs> monthly deliveries delivered every month of different monthly deliveries, BOXBOX. Can you do strike throughs yeah. on Twitter? We just put our drafts out. <laughs> uh, I, like we just tweaked each of these with a strike through. I don't think so. <laughs> Uh, I'm 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 into this. Oh yeah, no, I've I've been into it for sure. Hey, 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 fuckers! What did I tell you at the top of the show? What did I say at the top of the show? What did I motherfucking tell you? I, I'm torn between not wanting to do a podcast with you anymore and wanting what? to make sure, did wanting to make sure I that I do a podcast with you again, so that I can defeat you in the next <laughs> round. <laughs> This one goes to you, Michael. <laughs> <clears throat> and I think that's it. Uh, I think that's I it. I think that's it.